Welcome to our first episode of the series on incentive policies by EY India Insights podcast. I am your host Kanchan Umranikar, senior manager in EY Indirect Tax Practice. Today, we will be talking about the recently revamped Maharashtra IT-ITS policy 2023 and how it has made Maharashtra the preferred investment destination for IT companies. As traditionally Maharashtra has been one of the preferred destinations for IT companies policy makers always reinforced the investors by giving the right policy push by incentivizing the sector Maharashtra was one of the first states in India to devise a dedicated IT policy in late late 1990s since then there have been several replacement policies culminating in the 2023 policy which is active today to gain deeper insights on this we have our subject matter expert bhavesh thakkar with us bhavesh is our tax and regulatory services partner at ey india with a special focus on incentives and subsidies he also specializes in providing end to end services in relation to the fiscal incentives by state and central government for new and expansion units he has worked for almost 200 plus applicants across sectors Let's interact with Bhavesh on the Maharashtra IT-ITS policy. Welcome to the podcast, Bhavesh. Thank you, thank you, Kanchan. It's a pleasure to be here discussing on the Maharashtra IT policy. So, Bhavesh, to start off with the discussion, we want to understand the basic coverage of the policy. So, who all would be eligible under the new policy for availing incentives? So, Kanchan, to apply for incentives. the policy sets forth certain eligibility conditions that have to be met the policy allows all entities operating within the ambit of information technology or even information technology enabled services to file an application this includes entities engaged in back office operations call centers support centers co-working spaces data processing to name a few the policy also recognizes upcoming subsectors such as data centers audiovisual gaming comic companies which are popularly called the avgc companies emerging technologies such as machine learning augmented reality to name a few okay that's nice that means the policy has quite a broad coverage and it's just not limited to pure it or software companies yeah that's right and also very important here is that the incentives under this policy are not restricted to new it setups only existing setups undertaking expansions are also eligible provided they bring in the additional investment which is more than 25% of their existing gross block so let's take a very simple example if the gross block of that unit is 50 crores as on a particular date and the unit then will have to make a investment of at least 12.5 crores which is 25% of 50 crores to qualify as an expansion unit and apply under the policy so uh, bhavesh and maharashtra industrial policy the state is classified in various zones or areas the investment in underdeveloped areas are incentivized more so whether the mechanism is similar under itits policy as well yeah so recognizing that some regions in the state require more attention and support than others the policy divides the areas in maharashtra into two zones so you have the zone 1 areas this includes the municipal corporations in mumbai metropolitan and pune metropolitan region and you have zone 2 areas this includes all other areas other than zones covered in zone 
So obviously, as Mumbai and Pune are more developed areas in the state, they have been classified as zone one. Companies are free to set up in their operations in any location in Maharashtra. However, generally, the incentive quantum will differ on the basis of the zone where they set up. This classification seems quite rational. Uh, now, talking about upcoming sectors, as you mentioned earlier, that new policy has recognized emerging technologies differentially. Can you elaborate on this, please? So one of the reasons why the policy is noteworthy is its recognition of emerging technology. So most policies you would see offer incentives to IT sector as a whole. But this policy offers incentives to these technologies over and above what is offered commonly to all IT companies. So it is important to understand what exactly constitutes emerging technologies and why a differential treatment would be given to those. The policy states that any evolving technologies whose development and practical applications are large and unrealized should be considered here. It also offers a few examples of virtual and augmented reality, artificial intelligence, machine learning and blockchain, among some others. However, the good part is the door has been left open for inclusion of other developing technologies if the investors are able to prove the worth of it. So the recognition of these technologies is the defining aspect of this policy since it encourages research and development in that area. Okay, nice. So this appears to be a visionary step by Maharashtra government. Uh, now coming to the most important part, Bhavesh, what incentives are exactly available under this policy? Yeah, right. And that's the most important part, So, which is the key decision-making factor, the available incentives. So the policy divides the incentive into parts, common incentives for all entities operating within the ambit of IT, and then additional incentives for certain subsectors, lean being startups, data center, AVGC, as we discussed. These incentives, as we discussed, are also dependent whether the unit has been set up in zone one or zone two. Largely, the incentives revolve around multiple heights. I will talk of some of the key ones. The major one being a capital subsidy. So this, through this subsidy, a percentage of your capital investment is poured over a period of specified years. So this is available for AVGC units and emerging technology units. So first three units in the AVGC category and first 50 units in the emerging technologies will have an added advantage of anchor units and higher amount of subsidy. So for the emerging technology units, which fulfill certain criteria of employment and investment, those will get a capital subsidy as anchor unit. The subsidy would be 20% of capital investment. Obviously, with the upper cap, what they have bought over here is of one crore. Capital investments include cost of hardware, software, but include, excludes building and land cost. For ABGCs, this is a very, very significant uh, incentive what they are talking because the first three units with investment and employment criteria will have 25% of the fixed capital investment coming back by way of a subsidy. And the upper cap over here is 25 crores, which becomes a very, very significant amount to look at. So as I mentioned, the capital subsidy would be the major incentive. Apart from that, there are certain others which I wanted to discuss. Like take electricity duty exemption. So this will be typically given for a specified period of years ranging from 10 to 15 years, depending on the zonal classification. In some cases, this can be a permanent exemption also. The concept of refund of past duty paid before the exemption is allowed 
has been removed from the new policy altogether which means which is very very important companies will have to apply for the exemption at the earliest otherwise they would be losing those benefits as the duties paid before these exemptions will not be refunded back then comes the stamp duty exemption so this is a complete waiver of stamp duty which is paid on lease or purchase of land again the percentage of exemption will depend on the zone in which the unit has been set up and the type of setup Please mark here that is exemption. This is an exemption and not a refund. So if the unit has paid the stamp duty, then the same cannot be refunded back. So units will have to obtain exemption certificate first and not pay the duty in the first place itself. One more key incentive is the power tariff. So this comes in two forms. One is companies being allowed to avail of industrial tariff rather than the commercial tariff, which is a significant four to five rupees per unit change. And also there is a one rupee or two rupee reimbursement on the per unit of the power consumed. There are smaller ones also like expenditure link subsidies, employment link subsidies, but the major ones is what we have discussed. There are also some non-fiscal measures like open access electricity, which has also a part of this policy. Now, rental assistance, similar to that being offered in the state of Gujarat, has also been proposed under this policy, but the detailed guidelines are yet to be announced. Okay, that's nice. So, the incentives though quite attractive, making the policy all the more encouraging. Uh, any procedural aspects that you would like to highlight here? Yeah, so the policy aims to simplify the procedural aspects of claiming incentives. This is to be done through an online, unified and integrated single window platform. For the IT sector. The portal will include registrations and applications per pertaining to service registrations, incentives, general information such as the policy, any subsequent government resolutions, incentive calculators, etc. So these developments clearly show the government's intent towards bringing in ease of doing business. Absol absolutely, Kanchan, I would say. Babesh, with your practical experience on working on various incentive projects in India, would you like to give some perspective on where Maharashtra ITITS policy stands compared to the other states? So like Maharashtra, most other states have a dedicated IT policy in place. Most of the incentives offered are through exemptions of stamp duty and electricity duty, supply of power of industrial rates and lease rental assistance. States like Uttar Pradesh, Haryana and Orissa also have a policy dedicated to data centers. However, what sets Maharashtra apart is that Maharashtra is one of the most forward-looking policies in place for this sector. While incentivizing general IT operations like back office, it also takes into account data centers, AVGC units, and emerging, which we discussed. This is not present in other states' policy where incentives are granted on a very general basis for IT sector as a whole. So I'll say to conclude the incentives quantum as well as the non-fiscal incentives make Maharashtra a very attractive investment destination for this IT and IT unit space. Thank you, Bhavesh, for sharing these interesting insights and explaining some of the important aspects of the policy to us. I think we have left enough points for ITITS companies to ponder upon when they are thinking about any new investment. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kanchan, for this opportunity. On that note, we have come to the end of this episode on Maharashtra ITITS policy. This will be followed by many more episodes on various incentive policies offered by center and state governments. If you like us to explore any specific topic in relation to state or central incentives, please leave your suggestions and we will try to address it in our next episodes. 
थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग इन अंटिल नेक्स्ट टाइम दिस इज कांचन साइनिंग ऑफ